Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you go to work, you are babysitting. Mm. You are babysitting somebody else's baby. Mm. Nine to five, you're clocking at nine, you leave at five. And guess what happens when you when you get off? You don't have no responsibility. Yeah. When you're running a business, you are basically raising a child. Mm. Because guess what? After six months, you got to switch up. Mm. When your baby hit two, mm. it's a whole different person. Wow. Your baby hit five. And what happens when your baby's a teenager? If there's anybody out there, if you got a business, get your children involved. Mm. We talk about generational wealth, and I think we feel like generational wealth means we gonna leave a bag of money to these kids. Right. Don't leave your money for these children. Yeah. Leave yeah. them with a skill. Show them how to create wealth for themselves. Yeah. Biggie Small once said, money and blood don't mix. That's all I can say right now. But most of the times when we think about building businesses, especially when we talk about generational wealth, a lot of times they say, don't hire your family. Do it with people you don't know because you'll get more support. Well, what if I told you that you could start a business from your basement and create a multi-million dollar business and allow it to be multi-generational? I'm talking about in-laws, grandparents, children, all of the above. Our next guests are gonna break down the science of building a family business that is not only surviving, but thriving in these times. So stay tuned, because we got a powerful episode for you. Pay attention and listen, he about to teach class. Inside the boat, my man adds cash. So get your man right, Thursday nights. 8 p.m. you see him and change your life. Millionaire mindset, the best on earth. Blueprints of wealth and knowledge network. Forget it while you can and he's standing right here. Just come inside the boat and see black millionaires. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Come inside the boat and see black millionaires. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You won't ask cash. You can catch it right here in the boat.
Welcome to another awesome episode of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash, the number one financial literacy show that's going to help everyday people create multi-million dollars and six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure businesses. We are excited about the guests that we have today who are going to talk to us all about creating a family business. You know, a lot of times we are inundated with how to build wealth. They talk about generational wealth and the truth of the matter is that generational wealth is lost within the third generation. Why is that? That is because there is one generation that understands what it takes to build success and the other generations are just handed the success and that's why it goes away by the third generation. Well, my guests today are going to talk about their journey of how they were able to create a multi-million dollar business that spans three generations and is doing a justice for the black community, for the hair care community, for families worldwide. We have John and Jillian Nelson in the building. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. My brethren, my sisterin, straight from Jamaica. Um, you know, before we jump into, you know, creating a family business, for those who um, are just being introduced to you, our insiders, you know, who is John? Who is Jillian Nelson? So I'm Jillian Nelson, wife to this amazing human being right here. We have three kids. Um, we run a premium family business, hair care and skincare line with our children, my husband, mother-in-law, and my mom. And um, yeah, we've managed to scale this thing from nothing to multiple seven figures. Mm. Love it, love it, love it, love it. And I'm Jonathan Nelson. It's my wife, Jillian. And like she said, it's a family business. Our, our mothers, our children, our brother-in-law, three generations, all pushing on with a, with a family business. Yeah. Talk to me about the start of Sonny and Denby. Yes. Right? Talk to me about the start. Uh, was it your intention uh, to start a family business? Did it happen this way? Like, talk talk to us about how the business started. So I joke all the time and I say, like, God tricked me into a business because mm -hmm. my background was corporate. I worked there for, like, 20 years. I was a college professor, college counselor. And in 2018, the end of 2018, I kind of felt like I was really depressed. Mm. And I kind of felt like I needed to do something with myself, mm. like I needed to give birth to something, so to speak. Mm. And I went to Jonathan and I was like, babe, I think we need to have another kid, right? Mm. And he was like, for sure, that is not it. <laughs> you know, you need to figure what out. I, <laughs> you need to figure out exactly what that thing is, but that's not it. So, you know, the top of 2019, I joined um, a mentorship program with um, Neil mm -hmm. and went into this, signed up that day. And, you know, in true Neo fashion, we're on a call that night and everybody else in the group had a business. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they were working on something. They had established LLCs. I had a nine to five. Mm -hmm. I was just trying to figure this thing out. So he's going around the room and he's asking everybody, you know, what do you do? Like, you know, how can we help you? And then he gets to me and he's like, well, what's your business? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I, I don't have a business, you know, like um, he was like, OK, so 
what do you have in your house right now that you can make something with, you know, to sell or whatever? And I'm like, well, I don't know, I don't have anything. You know, he was like, well, you know, um, what do you like to do? And I'm like, well, actually, you know, I make hair and skincare products on my family. Because at the time I was just making like um, lotions and body butters and, um, you know, hair butters and shampoos and all that stuff for my daughters. And people would always comment about my daughters and how they had like such beautiful hair. And like, Jill, what are you using? And I was just always blow it off. I'm like, you know, I'm just using some shea butter like I would never I didn't I didn't see it as a thing of value mm. I didn't see it as something that the world would need mm. so I really just kind of minimized that and I kind of held on to it you know so Neil was like make some stuff send it to me my, my wife and my um daughter is natural you know send it to me and I'll let you know and I'm like, all right, you know, I kind of drug my feet on it or whatever, but I did and I sent it to him and he was like, you know this stuff is really good like you need to do something with this. And I'm like, all right. So, you know, as part of the program, we linked our Facebook and our Instagram together. We're supposed to be posting on our Instagram and going live and all of that stuff. So I was into that or whatever. And one day I accidentally posted a video, which I thought was meant for Instagram because my Instagram audience was different than my Facebook audience. Uh -huh. Facebook audience, family and friends, right? Uh -huh. Instagram could be anybody. Uh -huh. So I was okay with sharing it with anybody. I didn't know those people, uh -huh. but I didn't want my friends and family to know that, you know, this was where I'm at. And this is what I'm really trying to do. They know me as the corporate Jill, mm -hmm. you know, not the Jill making, you know, shea butter in her kitchen. Right? right. So I was trying to hide that part. So I posted um, to Instagram or what I thought was Instagram and it uploaded on my Facebook. Mm. And I started getting these messages from my friends. They were like, what are you making? Is that cake? Is that cupcake? Because mm. the batter was like really rich and thick and it looked like a cake. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, actually, no, this is hair butter. I'm making this, you know, for my daughters. This is what I use on their hair. And they're like, um, we want it. Mm. And I'm like, well, it's not for sale. You know, and they're like, but, you know, we want to get it. We see the girls here. We want to get whatever you have. You know, can we buy it? And I'm like, well, I don't have a price. Like, how? what would I sell it for? Yeah. So they were like, we don't know, but just tell us we want it. So I'm like making up prices. Prices was all wrong. Wasn't even considering how much ingredients. This looked like $5. This looked like $10. You know, that's kind of how I was doing it. And um, I got my first eight orders from my Facebook um, fr family and friends, right? Wow. And then, so it was like, they started using it. They loved it. They told their moms. Their moms started using it. So for like the first couple of months, my customers were my friends and their mothers mm. and their church sisters, mm. you know, who's going through chemo and she needs something to grow her hair back. Mm. Or this person just had a baby and she got postpartum hair loss. So, you know, do you have something for that? And that's kind of how we started. It was completely by accident, was not an intentional act. Wow. I didn't consider myself a business person. I, I couldn't sell water to a desert. Right. I, I'm not a salesy person yeah. at all, yeah. you know. So um, it was truly God's way of tricking me into greatness because... Jonathan's been telling me for years, he was like, babe, you make all this beautiful stuff like soaps and creams. He was like, people would love this. And I just always justified my life by thinking, I got kids, I got a family, I got a job. I don't have time to take on anything else. But when I tell you, it's like, I'm so grateful. My life, my family's life has forever changed just by that unintentional act. I mean, I needed to be tricked because otherwise I wouldn't have did it, you know? so Yeah, 100%. And how did the... The family, right? Because you got, you know, your, you know, your parents are involved. Like, how did the family get involved? At what point did the family get involved in the business? I think it was natural. She was working on on her project, and everybody supported her. And I think it's very important that men in our in, in our households, we need to make sure that everybody's maximizing who they are. So it's just very important that she had this project and to show her support. 
and everybody came around her. And at first she was doing it by herself because you don't, you don't, you never want to drown somebody else's voice. Mm -hmm. You want them to mm -hmm. find their voice. But as it gets to a certain level and they need help with this, they need help with, you know, boxing, or you need, may need to go online and look up an ingredient, you start to kind of like, okay, let me help you with this. Let me help you with that. Mm -hmm. And it was just natural for both of our um, moms and, and my father. Uh, they would come along. It actually, my father would come along and he would sit down on the couch. Mm -hmm. He was in his older years at the time. Mm -hmm. He since passed, but he was in his older years and he would actually see her make the product. Mm -hmm. And he would see us kind of like talking and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And we didn't even know we were growing as a company. Mm -hmm. And he would say, Oh, I see y'all growing. Mm -hmm. So my dad, you know, God rest his soul in peace. He's an old African man. So he goes, business doing good. Mm -hmm. And we're like, yeah, okay. But we just working. So eventually it was just, it was very natural. It wasn't a conversation to say we started this business. It was very weird. She comes from a very corporate background. You're talking about a college professor of 17 years. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's certain accolades and and certain things where she's like, I'm a college professor. Yeah. Uh, I come from a corporate background, working with nonprofit and government for the longest at the highest level. So we were just like, this is a business. Yeah. We're just looking at it little by little. But the family members uh, that that are a part of the team, it was it was natural. Just yeah. like, hey, you guys are making product. We're going to come over. We're going to cook yeah. while you guys make product. Yeah. So yeah. it was very natural. They just kind of like all... Came yeah. in and stuff like that. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about that transition, though, right? From corporate to business owner. You know, a lot of our insiders who watch the show, they're high earners. Um, you're a professor, 17 years. I know you, you know, you were a high earner as well. And so talk a little bit about that transition from corporate, right? From being, you know, someone who's working corporate to now saying, you know what, I'm going to start this business. And the reason why I want to talk about that transition, because you know, I feel like, you know, as myself, right, I was a banker, executive. And, you know, when you make that transition, you almost got to take yourself back, you know, you know, and and ego plays into it. There's a lot that goes into having to make that transition. So so yeah. so talk to us about that. It was hard. And I mean, it was a lot of a lot of unlearning that needed to happen. Yeah. Because, you know, in the corporate world, you're held to a certain standard. If yeah. something goes wrong, you're trying to protect yourself. You're trying to protect your job. You're afraid to make mistakes. You're afraid to go against the grain. And being an entrepreneur is all about just like, you know, making it happen however you can make it happen, yeah. especially in like the very beginning. So it was a lot of unlearning that needed to happen. I spent a lot of time by myself, mm. like the... um the people that I used to hang out with, the um, circles I used to roll in, I kind of took myself away from that because I, um, I I was growing. I wasn't even aware that it was like happening, but I was growing. I was changing. I was like deprogramming. You know, I remember the last the last year on my job was the hardest for me because I realized soon after we started the business that I remember the first month we made like, um, not the first month, but a couple of months in, we made our first 10 grand, right? Mm -hmm. And I was doing this. It's not even on the scale we're doing it now. Yeah. And I was just thinking, I pulled up in the parking lot at work one morning. And I'm like, man, I could probably quit this job. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I could make 10 grand doing this, like, you know, just willy-nilly, mm -hmm. imagine what would happen if I had my entire day mm -hmm. and I could go all in. Yeah. You know, on my job, yeah, I was making six figures, but, you know, per day, I was probably making like three, four hundred a day. That's what it kind of breaks down to. Yeah. And I'm making that on the job. And then by the time I leave work in the evening, I have made fifteen hundred dollars in my mm -hmm. business. You know, so it was like a tug of war for me for yeah. a long time. But I'm a very calculating person as well. So yeah. I didn't want to 
like leave my nine to five too quick because that's one of the mistakes a lot of entrepreneurs make. You know, we feel this pressure when we start business to like leave your regular job real fast and jump into this entrepreneurship thing. Mm -hmm. And that's a big mistake because if you don't have enough money stacked up, mm -hmm. a lot of times businesses fail just for that reason. Mm -hmm. You do payroll a couple of months and that's all your savings right there, yeah, right? Yeah. So you have to be really strategic. And I stayed on that job for two years after, even after we made our first meal, I was on that job acting like nothing. Word. To this wow. day, like I have never told anybody on my job, they probably go know now with this interview, Absolutely, but yeah. nobody ever knew what, you know, they just you didn't You were an employed billionaire. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I was in there moving and shaking like nothing was going on. Yeah. There was nothing to see here, nothing, yeah. you know, nothing exciting. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes we just got to shut our mouths, yeah. put our head down, yeah. do the work. And when it's your time to shine, you'll shine. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I love so, that. I yeah. love that. And was it an easy thing to build this business? Was there difficult mm -hmm. times? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Go ahead. Just mm -hmm. talk to us, John. How much time you got, Ash? Like, how much time you got? Like, seriously. It, it was probably the most difficult thing that we had to do as individuals mm -hmm. and as a team mm -hmm. and as a family. Yeah. First of all, she talks about a reprogramming, right? Mm -hmm. You go to a job every day. Yeah. When you had a job, you are a babysitter. Mm. Nine to five, you're watching that kid. Mm. When you're an entrepreneur, you're raising that kid. Mm. Oh, that's a right. That's a bar right, right? there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now you don't turn it off at all. Yeah. But instead of that, you're babysitting and you're raising a kid at the mm -hmm. same time. Yeah. So you're talking about from the very beginning when we start to see kind of like our numbers go up, you're looking at us going to work, mm -hmm. coming from work, feeding our kids, mm -hmm. making product, mm -hmm. going to bed 3 o'clock at night, mm -hmm. I mean 3 o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. waking up at 5, mm -hmm. waking up at 6, mm -hmm. taking stuff to the post office, yeah. going back to work, yeah. same rotation. Yeah. To the point where she'll go to sleep. Mm -hmm. You're missing a whole, he been uh -oh. missing a whole section. <laughs> like, it got so bad. Our daughter, our, our oldest at the time was 12, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It got so bad. We had so many orders. It was just me and him. We were struggling so bad. Yeah. We would wake her up in the morning mm -hmm. at 5 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, listen, we got to be out of the house at 9 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Between 5 and 7, I need you to help us to pack these bundles. Wow. So the girls will wake up. One one was 10, one was 12. Mm -hmm. Our products are natural, right? Mm -hmm. So like, for example, our deep conditioner has to be kept frozen. Mm -hmm. So we send it out all bubble wrapped up. So one is bubble wrapping. The other one is packing. You know, I'm like trying to get the other orders together. We cut it off at 7 o'clock. They go take their baths. They eat breakfast real quick. We're out the door by 8.30. Drop them off at school at 9. I head to the post office after he done took the run that I packed the night before. So he's leaving at four in the morning. He took the first run to that post office that opens at seven at um, Shady Grove, right? Yeah. And this was just our life. Like, so our kids are literally in a master class without even being in a master class, you know? So um, they have witnessed us growing this business from nothing. We didn't have to sit them down and say, you know what, watch to see what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Last year, right? Mm -hmm. At the end of last year, him and I, we went to Jamaica. We tried to get away for a couple of days every once in a while. Could we burn out? Mm -hmm. He ended up getting COVID today. We were, we were supposed to be gone for four days. Wow. We ended up staying for like three weeks, okay? Wow. He wow. tested positive. I'm like, I'm not leaving him. I'm going to stay here, whatever. Mm -hmm. So in the meantime, we had only planned to be gone, um, to be gone for four days. Mm -hmm. And we ended up being gone for... 17 days. Yeah, something crazy, right? Mm -hmm. I was on the phone with my, at the time, 15-year-old, mm -hmm. right? I would just tell her the play. This is what I need you to mm -hmm. do. This, 
that business ran seamlessly, seamlessly without both of us were down. Our moms were home with her. My brother was there taking packages um, for us to the post office. Our daughters, our children understand the business. Mm. They know the products. They they know the intricacies of it, you know, and I mean... That has just happened by them just being flies on the wall, just mm-hmm. watching. You wow. know, we never wow. had to say, get a pen and paper and write this down. Yeah. So all that to say, Ash, if there's anybody out there, if you got a business, get your children involved. Mm. We talk about generational wealth, and I think we feel like generational wealth means we're going to leave a bag of money to these kids. Right. Don't leave your money for these children. Yeah. Leave yeah. them with a skill. Show them how to create wealth for themselves. And the way you show them is to have them work in your business, have them just watch and see what you do. And it doesn't have to be anything intentional, but just them being in that environment. You know what I'm saying? They will never be broke. They will always have what we want them to have, which is generational wealth, because now they have that skill and they know how to do it. Yeah, and I I agree with that. Like my son is seven years old, right? And he's always seeing my wife and I, you know, work in the business. And he's always asking, mom, how can I make money dad how can i make money literally uh, my wife bought a skirt that was too small for her and he, she's like oh, i'm gonna I'm sell it he's like I'll, I'll sell it for you and he said i'm gonna go outside and and sell it and so she's like how are you gonna sell it he's like oh i'm just gonna say you know skirt for sale skirt for sale <laughs> right and so you know you know you know i'm glad that you said that because as you you know talk about you know generational wealth family business things of that nature it's really not about telling the mm-hmm. family. It's about showing the family. Um, and then as you show the family, you know, what you're doing, um, that's how you get, you know, people to support the vision, right? Because yes. sometimes, you know, we expect support. We expect people to be there for us, but we haven't shown them why they should be supporting, right? And to, and, and, and I, lo- I love what you said, you know, you know, even about how uh, a, a business, you know, is, is run, right? Compared to a nine to five, where right. in a nine to five, you are babysitting. Yo, say, one more time, say that bar for the, for the audience. You got to look at that camera and tell <laughs> that bar to that audience. Um, when you go to work, you are babysitting. Mm-hmm. You are babysitting somebody else's baby. Mm-hmm. Nine to five, you're clocking at nine, you leave at five. And guess what happens when you, when you get off? You don't have no responsibility. Yeah. When you're running a business, you are basically raising a child. Mm. Because guess what? After six months, you got to switch up. Mm-hmm. When your baby hit two, mm-hmm. it's a whole different person. Wow. Your baby hit five. And what happens when your baby's a teenager? Right? So you have to then switch with the growth. Mm-hmm. So you have to switch your mindset of saying, listen, this ain't a nine to five. I'm on 24-7. And you have to include your kids in the business. Yeah. Uh, you talk about your son. I'll give you an example. I watch all your podcasts. I watch all the business podcasts, and I listen to Bloomberg. Mm-hmm. I'm in my car taking my son to school. He's about to be 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about how the market is down. Mm-hmm. And he said, man, this sounds like it's about to be a bear market. Sheesh. I didn't tell him about mm-hmm. a bear market. Mm-hmm. He's constantly watching that. Yeah. Every yeah. phone call we take, my kids are around. Right. I'm not going to be like, go away. I'm doing a business phone call. Yeah. I'm right there. I want you to soak this up because generational wealth it's leaving that skill set, yeah. leaving that knowledge yeah. that I can create something from scratch. Yeah. That yeah. once you're gone, however situation you leave them with, yeah. they have those skills. Yeah. We, yeah. We, we literally need to start birthing entrepreneurs, mm. to be honest with you. And, yo, I don't want y'all to miss the bottle. That was crazy, though, right? Because, and, and I, I'll, I'll probably credit you one time, but I'm going to use this going forward. <laughs> but, yo, yo, think about the bar. Like, if you compare, you know, your business... 
right? Two raising children. I have a 14-year-old, I have a seven-year-old. Um, and it's true, yeah. right? You go from one period to the next and you're raising that kid one way. Then they, you know, after a certain period, they change and now you're raising them this way. My daughter's 14, totally different person. Like from two, yeah, it's like she kept changing all the time. And then now she's 14, totally different person. So I have to get to know her and really help her grow based on where she is right now. Um, and the truth of the matter with businesses, it's the same thing, right? You start the business. A lot of us are, you know, we hustlers. We hustling, we hustling. You can hustle your way to six figures. You can't hustle your way to seven. Right. No. You, you know what I'm saying? Systems. You gotta have systems. systems. You have to have teams. You have to have the. You have to delegate. And so, 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 talk about that, right? Talk about um, the the different seasons and the different things that you guys had to go through from starting out in your basement to now a multi million dollar business. And what have been, you know? What were those transitions? And what advice would you give to people who are you know in their 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 transitioning seasons uh, as a business? So I would say, you know, you got to roll with the punches. Uh, Don't fight it, right? Yeah. And you're going to take you're going to take L's and by L's I mean L's we think of as losses, uh, but to me or I used to look at them as losses. To me they're not lessons. Like uh, I've learned so many things and I'm so grateful for those mistakes that we made along the way. But to um to your point like we started in our um in our kitchen, uh-huh. right? Parents would come on the weekends and I don't know, to this day I'm still trying to figure it out. Did they just feel sorry for us? Like these two fools really believe in the shea butter. Let me just help them. Right. You know, or was it that they saw the vision? Uh-huh. And I really think now they see the vision. They they're so vested. We were able to like retire our moms mm. and they now like um work with us. So like my mom, she does all things herbal oil. Mm. So we have a herbal growth oil, which is like one of our customer favorite bestsellers. My mother is responsible for that. Mm. His mom is like all things black soap shampoo. She loves mm. the black soap shampoo and yeah. she could tell you everything about that. So they kind of just seamlessly found their strengths, mm. you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of play to our family's strengths. So like um, my brother, for example, he runs the warehouse. Mm. He does the inventory. He handles like all the deliveries, you know. He does like the mail runs and organizes all this stuff with UPS. That's his strong point, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. I can't put him in charge of Shea Butter because that that right. ain't him, right? right, right, right so right. we kind of played to our family's strengths. Everybody kind of fell into their role. But the evolution was from we lived in this tiny two-bedroom townhouse, we were tripping over boxes. Like, you know, we had a path in and out of the house, like literally, like everybody knew the path. If you woke up at night, I had to go to the bathroom. Don't trip over a box. You know, like we had stuff everywhere. And like, you know, we almost had a fire one day. Tell, and, tell and, them and about and the, the fire. The fire department came fire. in and it was like, what are y'all doing? Why do y'all have all these boxes? Wow. You know, but we were trying to move, but we couldn't move because... In order to move, when you have a business, you need to have like two years worth of business taxes. We didn't have that at the time. So we had to like hold on to like our nine to fives to kind of approach to kind of show proof of income in order for Mm -hmm. us to move. Mm -hmm. And that took a little while. Eventually, we did move. And um, the basement of our house, we moved into like a big house. So like 3000 square feet of our house was like now our um our um, production space, right? Mm. So we went from this tiny apartment to now we had this whole basement and we're like, yes, we're good. This you is it. The basement was 3,000 square feet. Yes. The base, our house Boy. is huge. Our house is but, huge. But, but. <laughs> <laughs> don't miss that. Don't miss that. Now, but, but this don't is miss the key. where we came don't from, Don't miss though. the key, though. Don't miss where don't we came from. Don't miss the key from. that we came from a two-bedroom townhouse, yeah. but we moved 
not to a warehouse. Mm-hmm. We moved to a bigger house mm-hmm. in order for our business to grow, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So we didn't just jump. Right. We said, listen, this is also the phase where during COVID, during COVID with our uh, townhouse, right? Mm-hmm. It was just two of us packing everything. Yeah. You can't do that forever. You're yeah. going to burn out. Yeah. We literally packed 700 packages in five days, two mm-hmm. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exhausted. Wow, wow. yeah. Everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. We would leave the boxes outside. Mm-hmm. The mailman would come, mm-hmm. and we would put in, you know, and you go online, you put the, put it in because nobody's going anywhere with COVID. Right. The mailman would come, and he would be cursing outside. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't believe I got to do all these packages. Wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a phase. And then after that, we're like, well, hold up. If you're doing a business, we can't pack all day because mm-hmm. we got to do customer service, right? right. We got to do inventory, right? We got to do logistics. Yeah. So let's move to a bigger space. Yeah. Not because we want to move into a bigger house for bigger house sake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're moving into a bigger space to now make your business grow. Mm, yep. So, yeah. so that's kind of like the next step. Yeah. That's the yeah. next step. Right? And yeah. a couple of months into that, maybe like what, six months six later? Six months into that, we were, we were like, looking nah, at the basement like, this ain't it either. This ain't it. Wow. Like, yeah, we wow. got to go. Like, you know, we were just growing. Like COVID really... COVID was devastating for a lot of businesses, but a lot of businesses took off during COVID. And I mean, for us in the natural hair care space, a lot of women were forced to deal with their hair for the first time during COVID. Mm. Remember now, women, black women, we go to the beauty shop, we get our nails done, we get our hair done, you know, we get our feet done, eyebrows, all that stuff. During COVID, none of that was happening. So women at home, they know how to deal with their hair. They know how to deal with their daughter's hair. And Mm -hmm. they're like, where do we go? What Mm -hmm. do we do? Well, we have this platform. You know, they found us on um, Instagram. Our products were natural. Not only that, you know, I do a lot of tutorials with my own daughters. Mm -hmm. You know, us just sitting at home, you know, um, washing hair, sitting the girls between my legs, whether standing up, doing hair. And women were able to watch those tutorials and follow along. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, here is this bundle for moisture. Your daughter's hair is dry. Okay, Yes, we got you. Mm. But in addition to that, this is how you use it. Mm. In addition to that, you have a problem. Send us an email. I'll help you. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, I'll go live with you. Come on my live. Mm. Show me your daughter's hair. Let me show you how to use a product. Mm. So, I mean, our business just took off mm. and we did not have the physical capacity in terms of space, mm. nor we were. It, it was just us. Right, right? Right, right, right. So and the problem we had when we moved to the house was um you just don't want to bring any or anybody into your home, right? So, At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. We hired two people to help us with packing, Mm -hmm. which is where we saw the beauty of getting people to help you. Mm -hmm. It was like we had so much free time. Not by free time, I meant like an hour or two free a day. That (laughs) was a lot for us. Like, it mean I could take a nap? I could go to the group? I I couldn't do that for the past two years. So, you know, just putting people to do the things that you didn't necessarily want to do anymore or our time is more valuable than packing orders, right? So getting somebody to help us pack, getting someone to, like, um, help us with bottling and packaging and all of that stuff, we saw where we now had the money to pay other people mm-hmm. to help make our jobs easier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, that's what we did during that season. Yeah. So. And, and and talk a little bit about about your products and even even the 
the hair care business, right? Because, you know, we know the hair care, or we may, some may not know, but the hair care industry is a $20 billion industry, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. of that $20 billion, uh, you know, the, the, the black community spends about $500 million in there, but we only control about 3%. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and something that was interesting, we were talking behind the scenes was that, you know, most of the products have like chemicals that's actually causing the alopecia and causing the hair loss and causing all types of different things, which is why uh, we spend so much money on hair care products because there, there is no brand loyalty. Like we're, 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 we're looking for a solution. Mm-hmm. Um, and we keep buying a solution that's causing the problem. Right. Talk right. a little bit about that. Yeah, so that's a whole, you know, hamster wheel that yeah. us black women, um, we go on, you know, we do protective styles and, you know, we we lose our hair from just doing our, our, our braids and our weaves just too tightly. And um, we buy these products that are sold um, on the retail shelves that are packed, filled with chemicals. They cause a lot of health issues. I didn't realize how many women suffered with alopecia and hair loss until I got into this space, you mm-hmm. know. And they'll DM me, they'll send us emails of what their hair really looks like underneath that wig, underneath that weave. And women are really not taking care of their natural strands. We cover it up, right? Mm. It's like putting a Band-Aid on it, right? But like I said, COVID exposed a lot of things, okay? So now (laughs) we had to deal with that issue. And like women come to us for alopecia. Women come to us for like, you know... um, all types of hair loss, postpartum hair loss. We 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 serve a lot of moms who just had babies and th- their hair is just falling out. Hormonal changes, mm-hmm. right? Post-COVID, like people were losing so much hair after having COVID mm-hmm. and no one could really figure out why. Mm-hmm. And that's because people were having these high fevers mm. and it was really killing like the hair follicles and people were just losing hair. Mm. And our product provided a solution to that. You, you know, so people are out here, you go to the retail store, you buy products, you try it, it doesn't work. You come home, you put it under your... If you ever been under a black woman's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> bathroom cabinet, right. okay, that's a lot of money right. under there, all right? Right. right? So, you know, we keep shopping around looking for that perfect product, which we're never able to find because the honest to God truth is there are not a lot of natural, truly natural products made by God, you know, the way it was supposed to be used, they just don't exist. Mm. You know, so when people find our products, when people come to us and we're getting testimonials after using our products one time, like, oh my God, where have you guys been all my life? I've been struggling with this um, dry hair. You know, my hair is growing back. I've had this bald spot for like, Ash, the, the most beautiful part of the work we do is the feedback we get from our customers. Mm, I mean, Entrepreneurship is hard. And there are days when I'm like, you know what? Forget these hair products. I'm tired. I got enough money. I'm out, right? And then you'll get an email. You'll get a message. And you're like, I'm so grateful for what you did for my my child or for me or for my grandmother. There's this beautiful story we have about this lady. Um, She's no longer with us, but she was a chemo patient. Mm. And when we first started, we used to vend. We used to do like um, on Saturdays, we'd pack up with the kids and the moms and we'll go sell, right? Sometimes we didn't make no money, but it was good. It was good to be out there, right? So I met this lady um, at one of our um, shows and I had this little, we have this oil called the intensive scalp oil. I I, I joke and I say it could grow hair on a rock and it Mm. really can because it's amazing, right? I dreamt about that recipe, by the way. Like, yeah, that's another weird thing that happens. Let me tell you something. (laughs) I will just take a nap because I'm tired and I'll just wake up with a whole new formulation. And 
I'm really funny because I don't like selling things that I haven't used on myself or my family. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But when God drops something in my spirit, I know yeah. it's a go, right? I so made this oil, went to this um this show, and this lady comes up to me and she was like, I'm looking for an oil um for my mom. She's currently going through chemo, uh-huh. lost all her hair, and I'm looking for something natural to grow her hair back. Uh-huh. And I tried to sell her the herbal growth oil because uh-huh. I knew that oil worked. I didn't know that this intensive because I, I had just dreamt about it. Yeah. And I just made it, right? And I was just selling it for the first time. So I'm like, yeah, get the herbal growth. She was like, what about that one? She kept on pointing to the intensive. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, no, nah, get the other one. Uh-huh. She was like, no, nah, I think I want that one. She bought it, and I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Mm. About a month later, I get this email and a picture of a before and after of this girl's mom. Mm. First picture, clean, bald head, mm. lady going through chemo, lost all her hair. Next picture, little afro, wow. you know, with her little pepper and salt, you know, gray hair yeah. or whatever. And um, she kept on sending me, like, um, progress reports of this lady or whatever. And then I stopped hearing from her. I hadn't heard from her for, like, a while, you know. But people fall off. That's right. just how the hair kick. Um, game goes, yeah. you know, you keep switching up. Yeah. So um, then I got a, a message from her about a year later. She was like, you know, I just want to tell you, thank you for making my mom's last year of her life mm-hmm. like so, wow. yeah, special. She wow. was like, she loved her Afro. Yeah. You know, she got her confidence back yeah. and she's no longer with us. But I just wanted to tell you, thank you for wow. changing her life. Wow. And it's just stuff like that, that yeah. we get on the regular yeah. that just when you feel like you're making an impact, yeah. when you feel like you're doing something positive in the world, mm-hmm. even when you're tired and you're beat down and, you know, you want to quit, it's just stuff like that that just really, really keeps you going. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. No, I love that. I love that. Dr. Claude Anderson uh, says, buy black, sell to everybody, mm. right? Have you guys been been successful by only selling to to black people, or um, is there a, a mixture or diversity in who uses your products and services? So there's definitely a mix. When we first started out, because these products were made for my daughter. This mm-hmm. is really how we started. This was like a personal thing for me. Um, this was family, right? Mm-hmm. He had really bad eczema ash. Mm-hmm. And we had three kids. And this man was sitting up telling me he couldn't do bottles. Wow. He, he 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 couldn't bathe the children wow. because he got eczema and he was going to break out underneath wow. his, between his, his skin was so bad. Wow. I'm like, well, I ain't taking care of these three kids so by we myself. Gonna fix so we're going to fix this, all right? <laughs> And that's what I did. Our, yeah. our, our body butter did that, right? Mm, nice. So initially, if you ask me, I would probably say our products were made for curly people. Mm. People with curly, coily hair, yeah. um, like my daughter's, like mine. Yeah. But as the years went on, other people would ask, can I use this product? Yeah. And I'm like, it's natural, you know, because people are drawn to us because of the natural nature of our products. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Now we have like white women who have um, biracial kids mm. shopping with us. Mm. White women who adopted black children, mm. you know, shopping with us. We really took off and like diversified the the um the people we served during covid like mm-hmm. i told you like a lot of people were experiencing hair loss yeah. from covid yeah. and our SIE bundle and our protein treatment works really well for people that have finer hair so mm-hmm. you know people that have straight hair not curly hair like mm-hmm. ours so like type 1 type 2 hair mm-hmm. it worked really well for them so we serve everybody we also have a lot of men mm-hmm. like a lot a lot of men trying to grow their beards in i was going to say cuz look look I, look John, look at John's beard but look i got two pairs patches right here. You know what I'm saying? I got some got patches you, right Ash. here. We got I've been, tra- I've been look, got for, for the last 10 years, I've been trying to grow this, this little thing up here. <laughs> we got you. We got you. So we have a lot of guys that reach out to us as well. And I mean, 
using our products. They have beautiful, beautiful, uh-huh. because you know what I find? Because men keep their hands out of their hair, uh-huh. their hair grows more. Uh-huh. Hair likes low manipulation. Right. Hair doesn't like for you to be in the everyday parting and touching. And, uh-huh. and that's what we do as women. Uh-huh. So men will have a higher success rate with hair growth than women will because uh-huh. they just simply keep their hands out of their head. Yeah. So we have a lot of guys that, you know, even dreadlocks, you know, uh-huh. when you have like locks for a long time, eventually the roots kind of get thin, yeah. you know, and that intensive scalp oil, we get like beautiful testimonials. So we serve like, we started out one way, but uh-huh. by the grace of God, we're, we're out here serving everybody. Wow. Honestly, and getting wow. real, real beautiful results. So. Wow. And I think to also add to that, that's also based on two things. That's based on education. If you notice, like you're talking to her and she's going deep into it. She's giving you the cause. Yep. She's giving you this. Like, our goal isn't just to sell a product to anybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our goal is to educate you first, mm-hmm. and then then you make an educated decision, mm-hmm. right? And also community. Yeah. So the reason you said, hey, you started with a black brand, but now you're selling to everybody mm-hmm. because people start coming back to us and say, hey, you know what? Um, I'm from South America, mm-hmm. or you know, I'm I'm Caucasian, and I use this product. And we we look at our analytics, mm-hmm. and we're like, well, hold up. This demographic works with this product. Mm-hmm. This demographic works with that product. And we talk to our community. Mm-hmm. So a huge part of a business is you got to talk to your community. Yeah. You got to see what's going on, yeah. get their feedback, and you also have to educate them. Yeah. You know, like, you can't just say, hey, I'm selling this. Mm-hmm. Well, why am I selling it? What's the purpose? Mm-hmm. Who is it for? Mm-hmm. All of those things are very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love that. And so what advice would you give, right? There's somebody right now watching this uh, who has a nine to five. um, They have a product. They have a service that they want to, you know, get off the ground. You know, what advice would you give to that person? Go ahead. One thing I wish I knew was the value of community. Mm. Like building a tribe. Yeah. I didn't understand that truly until maybe like, you know, the past year and a half. Mm -hmm. If you can get a community of people around you People that trust you, people that you show up for every day, you get on live, you talk to them. It's not, you you just don't show up when you have a new product or when you have a sale. You talk to these people, you know, our community, I know who's pregnant. Uh I know who about to have a, you know, get a divorce, Uh who who got a new car. We talk about stuff, you know what I'm saying? When you got a community of people around you that really ride for you and that trust you Uh on your end, you got to be able to be a trustworthy, honest person. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to not hide from these people when things happen, Mm -hmm. right? So if I say, okay, you know what? We have this new bundle come in on Friday and it's going to drop on Friday and something happens on Wednesday and I'm like, man, we ain't going to be able to drop this on Friday. Mm -hmm. Get in front of the people. Don't try to hide and be like, I'm not going on live or I'm not going to show up until... Be honest. Be, yeah. People appreciate transparency. Yeah. People trust you when you're honest with them, when they feel like, you know, you won't lie to them. They'll buy from you. They'll come continue to support you. So for that person who is currently working a nine to five that maybe has a um, business or thinking of a way to grow um, their business, I would say don't underestimate the value of community. Be honest, be a person of your word, be ethical. Mm. You know, small businesses and black businesses, we got horrible reputation. Mm. You know, people are like, I don't, this is why I don't shop with black businesses. Be the change, be the exception. You know, let's break that stigma. Black businesses, small businesses, we can provide good customer service. We can, you know, sell excellent products. And let's do that for our community. If you're going to do it, just do it well, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and, and um, stop taking shortcuts and hiding and 
people talk about you. Yeah. They talk about you yeah. and your brand suffers eventually. Yeah. So um, that's honestly what I would say. Community and just being truthful and ethical. Yeah. 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 Love that. Love that. Yeah. Love yeah. that. Um, I would say a few things, but I would say do what you love. Mm. Because starting a business is so difficult. And if you're not doing what you love, what's going to happen is the first thing that goes wrong, you're going to be like, this isn't for me. If you notice, Askat, there's a lot of people who are serial entrepreneurs. They're jumping from year to there because there's no purpose. Once you're doing what you love, if you if you love to do interviews with people, mm-hmm. and you've probably been doing interviews for a long time. Mm-hmm. You were doing interviews before you even knew you were doing interviews. Mm-hmm. You were talking to people when you were in the bank, 100%, right? 100%. You were talking to people when you were in the bank. Yeah. That was interviews. Yeah. You was prepping yourself, right? Yeah. If you would do it for free... Why wouldn't you do it to get paid for it? Absolutely. So I would say do what you love yeah. and then build around that. Yeah. Uh, another thing I would say is feed your mind. Mm-hmm. Feed your mind. Once you start to constantly feed your mind with business books, um, books with bettering yourself over and over again, podcasts. Mm-hmm. I could tell you my top three podcasts yeah. with Ash Cash. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could tell you the top five for probably 10 podcasts that's out there right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. YouTube is free. Right. Right. Feed your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is once you start to feed your mind, you remove all the limitations. Yeah. An example is this. The number one wealthy family in America is the Waltons. Mm-hmm. That's a family business. When we go to Walmart, mm. we're going into a family business. Fact, yeah. The Waltons aren't, that's not a hundred year family business. Mm-hmm. People mm-hmm. don't even think about that. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's less than a hundred years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So if you feed your mind, you start to see these little things and you start to realize, all these people that we're looking at, the Bill Gates of the world, or you know, the people from Apple, mm-hmm. those are just regular people. Yeah. And once you start to feed your mind, you get to a certain level and you're like, hold up, I can do better. Yeah. I can do better. Yeah. You start to go up. So I would definitely say feed your mind. Yeah. And one yeah. last thing, Ash, I would say um family. Mm-hmm. Don't neglect the importance of bringing your family on this journey with you, especially the children, Mm. you know, get them to help you. However, they may be little, maybe all they could do is fold some paper or whatever. It's not by force, but make sure whatever it is you're doing, they're a part of it. You know, keep them around you while you're working. You know, if you can find, I wouldn't hire everybody in my family, but if you can find some good, hardworking, trustworthy people in your family, keep your family close. And as black people, this is really how we're going to build generational wealth is teaching the people. Maybe your cousin isn't an entrepreneur per se, doesn't have that mindset, but they can manage the warehouse. Mm -hmm. You know, they can help with deliveries, right? You know, so bring that person along with you, put them on payroll, play to their strengths. And that's really how we're going to break this thing and um, build generational wealth, so to speak. You know, it's just really getting our immediate families involved and just loving our community. We got to work together as a community. We got to work together as a people. Us fighting and tearing each other down has gotten us nowhere. You know, we really need to just bring it all in and just like focus on family if you can. So yeah. I love that. And then, so you guys have a, um, you know, upcoming challenge coming on. So you want to mm-hmm. teach the community. Talk a little bit about your challenge. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're working on a challenge that's coming up. And what we're going to do is pretty much go from teaching you how to go from your basement to a warehouse, mm. the different phases, the different seasons, like how I know you always got bars, like how Nas said, right? My actions are always one with the seasons, mm. right? Yes. So maybe this season, all you're doing is grinding. Mm-hmm. You're not even making any money. Mm-hmm. You're just getting out there, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe this season, 
you're packing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Maybe this season you're trying to figure out on the back end why my business is running slower or why it's going faster. So we're going to show people the different phases that you go through. Yeah. There's certain seasons where you're like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. There's somebody else who's more effective. Yeah. How to work with different team members, right? So, for example, there's no ego. There's a hierarchy in our company, mm -hmm. but there's no ego. Mm. My decision is not the, the end all be all. Her decision isn't the end all be all. Mm -hmm. The decision is what's best for the company, mm -hmm. what's best for the team. Yeah. Everybody becomes vested in that. Yeah. Um, an example is my brother-in-law, he does all of the shipping, right? Mm -hmm. The actual, once packages go out, he makes sure they're all out. Mm -hmm. He goes on vacation for two weeks mm -hmm. and he calls me and he's like, hey, bro, did the packages go out today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's right. holding me accountable, 100%, yeah. right? Yeah. So I think... That's a huge part of just seeing the different steps and the different phases of, hey, you start small, you see the vision, you build on the vision, and every step as you go along, you kind of tilt. Mm -hmm. And also, we're going to show people how to build systems mm -hmm. because you can't grow without systems. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'll just be doing the same thing over and over and over. There's only 24 hours in the day. Yeah. Right? So you got to maximize your 24 hours to know what you're good at, what she's good at. Yeah. And also... Um, just little things. For example, when you're at a regular job, when you're not doing good, you know what you do? You don't tell anybody. Right. You're like, I'm going to wait till the boss just find out. Hopefully they don't fire me. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. But when you're an entrepreneur or when you're working in the family business or on your own business, you know what you do with your team members? You say, hey, guys, I'm struggling with this. Right. Who's going to pick this up for me? Right. Right. Or what do I need? Maybe, maybe I'm maybe, maybe I'm avoiding this right now. Yeah. How do I solve this problem? Yeah. And that's how the whole team kind of like, you know, stays together and, you know, you keep on growing. So, yeah, our challenge is pretty yeah, much. We're going to show. Yeah, show yeah, people the show different the, steps. How we, how we, you know, grew from nothing yeah. to um, multiple seven figures, you know, starting out um, with a product, mm -hmm. product-based business and growing it to where we are now, to where we just got our first warehouse and, you know, we're continuing to scale and do well. So I know I could have benefited from that when I first started. Yeah, well, so I, I figured, you know, a lot, lot of people could probably use that guidance and information as well. So that's what our challenge is going to be about. So love that. Love that. I actually have a question, right? So we talked earlier about businesses going from season to season to season. And I know as the money grows, tax bracket grows, you might have started as a sole proprietorship and need the LLC. Like, talk a little bit about that transition from business structure and things of that nature. So that was actually crazy because we started out as um, LLC. Mm -hmm. Now we're an escort because we're on payroll mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. But the interesting part was when we first started, like, our growth happened so fast. Like, <sighs> I think it was maybe like six months after we started, I went to dinner with a friend mm -hmm. one day and she's actually my kid's dentist, right? Mm -hmm. And she's like, how is business? She would buy products from us and everything. And she was like, man, these products are good. Like, how's it going? And I'm like, you know, it's going good. And she's like, can I ask you, like, how much are y'all making? And I'm like, yeah, we're probably making like, at the time we're making like 20 grand a month, right? Mm -hmm. And she was like, do you have an accountant? And I'm like, no, I don't need that. Why I need an accountant? Mm -hmm. She was like, no, you need an accountant. Like, you need somebody to help you to, like, manage your money, make sure you, you know, you pay your taxes and all of this stuff. And I kind of drug my feet on it. I'm like, all right, whatever. So she gave me the number to her accountant. Mm -hmm. Eventually, I called him. And I remember it was the end of December um, 2019, right? Mm -hmm. 2019. Yeah. We went to the accountant. And he was just blown away. He was like, man, y'all are making all this money. And I'm like, yeah. He was like, um, so... um. He said, let me, let me see your account. I don't think he believed us. Yeah. He was like, pull it up. Let me see it. Yeah. 
And I pulled it up on my phone and I showed it to him. And my hand to God, this man almost fell out the chair. He was like, why do y'all have all this money in the bank? And I'm like, well, I mean, we putting it back in our business. Ain't that what we supposed to do? He was like, not like that. You supposed to be buying stuff with it. He was like, you got to pay taxes on all of this stuff. And I'm like, so it's the last week of December. We're like scrambling to buy equipment, you know, buying laptops, like trying to spend this money. Mm Because he was like, you guys have to pay taxes on this money and it's going to be a lot of taxes. But we just, we were so busy working and stacking money and we treat our business as, so it's Jillian, it's Jonathan, and it's Sonny, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we don't touch Sonny's money. Yeah. Sonny is like its own person. Yeah. You know, we got to go through a chain of command before we can touch Sonny's money. Right. So Sonny's money was over there growing, yeah. and we didn't realize that we couldn't, this money's not insured by the bank at this mm-hmm. point. Like, you're taking a a, a, a big risk, right? Yeah. So, you know, we got hit hard that year for wow. taxes because wow. yeah. we just, you don't know what you don't know, yeah. you know? And, um... Yeah, so at a certain point, you do want to transition from an LLC, and I would recommend doing that once you're you're ready to leave your Mm 9-to-5, and you can now successfully pay yourself on payroll, maybe pay somebody else, then you can transition into an escort because then it's bigger tax breaks, right? You can hire your kids as well. We hire our children, and that's a huge tax break as well. You know, you can put money. There are ways that you can... Not hide your money, but places you can put your money yeah. where it doesn't get ta- it does doesn't get taxed as much, you know. Yeah. And that's like putting money in like your retirement account, you know, putting your kids on payroll, mm-hmm. you know, having a payroll, yep. you know what I'm saying. So um, when you, when you transition to an S corp, that's definitely helpful in terms of like tax breaks and all of that stuff. But yeah. man, we got that. That's still a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, when we had yeah. to cough up that money, oh, yeah. I was like, and I, but I and I also think what's important is. If you're starting off, go to an accountant. Mm. In fact, talk to somebody who has another business, mm. right? Just be like, hey, who's your accountant, right? Yeah. Just go to an accountant and just let them, even if you have to pay that person for them to just look at your books, yeah. because you may be further along than you think, or you may already start to be at a point where there's certain breaks that that you need to be educated with. Mm-hmm. So get yourself in a circle with a good accountant to look at your numbers, to look to see what you're going so they can tell you, hey, this is how you grow and put all your money back into your business. Yes. Like, don't ball out mm-hmm. because you just made like $100. Yeah, yeah. Put all your We didn't touch our bank account, payroll, nothing for the first two years. Mm-hmm. Like she said, there's three people in this relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. us and it's Sonny. Sonny. Yeah. And that's like a whole different situation. Yeah. And what's weird is, not even weird, but what's funny is our accountant became one of our mentors. Mm-hmm. Because as we're talking to him, he's like, listen, most successful people build their businesses from their kitchen anyway. Mm-hmm. This is the guy... Our accountant was such a mentor that as we're riding around our city, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, I own that building. Mm-hmm. I own this building. Mm-hmm. And so he's giving you all of these gems. Right. And when it's time to move, he's like, oh, I know a guy who can do real estate. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I got you at your house. Yeah. I tell somebody. Yeah. So I would say as you go along in the process, get an accountant or at least go to an accountant. Let them review your stuff. Let them see what you're doing. Some of you, if you have a, a, a different type of business, you also may have to get a lawyer. Yeah. Just yeah. let them see, hey, this is what I'm selling. Yeah. You know, how do I protect myself? And um, I think that's a huge step that kind of like a lot of people miss. Yeah. No, I love yeah. it. Love it. Love it. Well, what would you say is the most extravagant thing you guys done with money so far? Our house is pretty dope. Okay. Yeah. We got a nice um, house. But you know what, Ash? 
it's not even extravagant, mm-hmm. but this thing right here was priceless to me. Mm-hmm. I bought my freedom back. Mm-hmm. I bought my freedom back. Like mm-hmm. I now can determine how I spend my time. Yeah. I we bought our moms freedom back. Mm-hmm. They could work. Um, by freedom, I don't mean we were slaves, mm-hmm. but we used to have to go to a job every day. Right, right. Right. Now we can sit and decide, oh, okay, we want to go on vacation for seven days. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. Right. So, I, I mean, we're not like flashy people per se. Mm-hmm. We're not, he's not a car guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love the house we have, yeah, yeah. you know, that's pretty yeah. dope. Um, we've taken some lavish vacations. We mm-hmm. like vacations. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and you know, we flew our team out last year, like our entire staff for a week. Mm-hmm. We did that. That was a pretty penny. Yeah. So, um, but that wasn't a selfish gift either. Right, that right, was right. like, yeah. That was impact. Right. That was, that was impactful impact. thing. So, right, right. um, yeah, we're re- listen, Ash, I've been broke long enough. Yes. I ain't trying to be broke. <laughs> yes, yeah, what I'm saying. I, I ain't <laughs> trying to go back to that life. Right. So it's right, like, you right. know, like, yeah. Um, I, I, I learned the lessons I needed to learn. And now we, um, we invest. Yeah, yeah. Put money in the stock market, crypto, yeah. all of that stuff. We're into art. We buy a lot of art. Oh, so, we didn't even um, have that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Heavy, we got a lot yeah, of art. Heavy into art. Yeah, that's a yeah. wealth class in itself. Oh, well, like, no, no, 100%. Like, we, got, we, we, we have to do a, a, yeah. a, a redo. Yeah. We going to have to do yeah. a, a show specifically yeah. on art. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. so, full disclosure, we're part of the same mastermind, right? Yeah. Right, so right, we, right, So we invest in ourselves definitely. a lot. You know what I'm saying? It's very so, important you invest in yourself. Yeah. Um, yes. But yeah, definitely time. I mean, to be honest with you, uh, it's been like such a crazy whirlwind, but... um. My my mom, she had cancer. My father actually passed away. My mom had cancer, and I had to take her three weeks straight mm-hmm. to the doctor. Yeah, and I was just on my own time. Mm, yeah. So to me, it's like material things are cool. Yeah, yeah. But when you can take your mom to the doctor three straight weeks, yeah, without having to ask somebody, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. at the same time, your kids is in the car. You're dropping them off to school, mm-hmm. but you're taking your moms. So you're showing them, yeah. this is how you take this care of your freedom. elders, yeah. right? And this is the freedom. So yeah. just that time is, yeah. is very important, you know? And, yeah. you know, every now and then you buy some stuff you think is nice, but that's just material stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So, but it's time. Yeah. All right, y'all. The seven, eight, nine-figure Nelsons are in the building. You know, we appreciate if if somebody wanted to, you know, tap in with y'all, buy your products, join your challenges, like all of that good stuff, where can they find you? So our website is www.sunnyanddenby.com. We're at, at Sunny and Denby at an Spell Denby for us. Okay, so it's S-U-N-N-Y-I-N. D-E-N-I-B-H, Sunny and Denby, that's Sunny and Denby on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn. Yeah, at Sunny and Denby. Yeah, so All that's right, how they y'all. can find us. All right, Jonathan and Jillian Nelson gave us the game on how to successfully create a family business and also create a business that's going to span multi-generations to build generational wealth, not just giving money, but giving knowledge that's going to help them get to that next level. I am Ash Cash. We are closing out the vault. Make sure you follow us on all social media platforms at Inside the Vault. Also, make sure you text us insiders to 646 646- 6874152 to get some exclusive bonuses that we're offering just to you, our insiders. Me, I am Ash Cash. Follow me, I am Ashcash.com, and follow me all social media platforms at I am Ash Cash. We'll see you next time for another powerful episode of Inside the Vault. In God's will, same time, same place. Peace.
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.